Canada today announced that it'll donate four additional Leopard 2 main battle tanks to support the armed forces of Ukraine, uh, growing Canada's contribution to eight tanks in total. Canada will also donate uh, an armoured recovery vehicle and over uh, 5,000 rounds of ammunition. Uh, Today, Prime Minister Trudeau also said that new sanctions are being imposed on nearly 200 more people and entities that Mr. Trudeau said are complicit in Russia's ongoing war uh, with Ukraine. Here is Prime Minister Trudeau. A year ago, Putin invaded a sovereign, democratic country. He was driven by greed, by cruelty. He was under the illusion that he could overtake Ukraine in a matter of days. Well, 365 days later, Ukraine is still standing strong. 365 days and counting. As Prime Minister Trudeau said there, Russia did launch its brutal and unprovoked invasion of Ukraine a year ago. In that year, uh, Russia has launched almost 5,000 missiles, carried out 3,500 airstrikes and over 1,000 drone strikes against Ukraine. And the question I think people would ask is, what has Moscow achieved? Uh, it uh, still, if you look in Ukraine today, the capital Kiev uh, and surrounding region are free. The Kharkiv and Kherson regions have been deoccupied and the country's energy system has withstood massive Russian shelling. Of course, uh, the UK Defence Ministry today said that Russia's campaign now likely is to focus on degrading Ukrainian forces and exhausting them rather than seizing substantial new territory, meaning the months, weeks and year ahead are going to be a very difficult one for the Ukrainian people. Joining me now to talk about the past year and the time ahead is Milos Pospisil, former volunteer evacuation driver for the Ukrainian uh, families. Uh, joining me joining me now um, in regards to this conversation, Milos, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what this day means to you more importantly. Um, before we get into sort of the details of this, what does this day mean for you? Hi. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, this day, well, as your as uh, um, the clip mentioned earlier, 365 days since the invasion uh, started. So for me personally, it's a it's a pretty emotional day, uh, but it's also a day to rally more support um, for Ukraine. And I'm also part of a, a civilian initiative called Project Volia. And we've been focused on uh, purchasing and delivering uh, medical supplies to Ukrainian army medics. So, um, yeah, I think a year in, um, you know, it's been a tremendously difficult um, and awful experience for for those in Ukraine. And um, it's also quite an incredible milestone in terms of the resilience that they've shown. Who would have thought a year ago? that they would have been able to fight off the the world's second largest, most powerful army, um, which, of course, you know, they've, they've sort of uh, shown that they're not, uh, the Russians have sort of shown that they're not exactly who we thought they were in terms of military strength. But, um, you know, a lot, a lot of emotions, I think, today um, um, of, of all sorts, really, as we, as we, as this appears to be, far from over let's mm-hmm. put it that way there's there's a ways to go now were you in ukraine in the past year i was i was uh i made two trips over there so the first one was really only to the border between poland and ukraine 
Um, I was evacuating refugees at that time, as you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. So that was about two weeks after the invasion. And um, I was very deeply, viscerally affected by the the images coming out of Ukraine. Um, I was born in uh, Russian-occupied Czechoslovakia myself. So uh, I'm a political refugee to to Canada um, when I was a child. And so it struck me very deeply. So I I just picked up and and flew over there two weeks after the uh, invasion started and started driving families um, to safety from border, uh, vulnerable families, and and donating uh, um, goods and my time to refugee uh, transit centers along the the border. And then I went back again in uh, late June, early July, and that was under the the auspices of of Project Volia. And I brought with me this time, I went all the way to Kiev, actually. I I brought with me about $15,000 worth of tactical medical supplies, pediatric uh, surgical supplies for a children's hospital there. And I delivered the, uh, the tactical medical supplies directly to army medics in Kharkiv. Uh, at that time, the Russians were only about 10 kilometers away. So technically, yeah, we journeyed to the front line to deliver the supplies that was that was needed. Uh, Milos, when you look at Ukraine today, uh, and you will obviously have lots of friends and family there, uh, what are they telling you on the ground? Uh, you know, we're going to get news reports, we're going to see some images, but what are you hearing from inside that country? I'm hearing that it's a very tough, very difficult fight. Um, I have contacts uh, that are on the front lines, foreign fighters, a um, couple of American citizens that are volunteering. Uh, one of our Project Volia partners, our founder, uh, Kevin, he lives in Kiev as well. So um, what I'm hearing is that it's a very difficult fight. Um, the Russians are throwing a tremendous amount of uh, um, uh, recruits, uh, I'm sure many of our listeners will have heard of the, the Wagner Group and the fact that they're using convicts and, and other other such uh, uh, people um, to um, pretty much send sort of human wave attacks um, in places like Bakhmut. Um, they, they continue to have a, a very um, uh, dominant uh, advantage in terms of artillery, um, and so on and so on. So it's 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 a struggle, and um, you know it's uh, it's 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 difficult out there. But there, it's just incredible how how resilient and how brave um, how bravely they've been fighting back despite the odds. And obviously they've they've you know they've been managing to hold the line incredibly well for the past. I mean, Russia's been trying to take uh, a small town like Bakhmut for almost ten months. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 incredible how well they've done to date, but of course at a great cost to them to themselves as well. Uh, are you planning to go back again? I am. I am indeed. Um, so we've just started a, a, another uh, fundraising campaign to get enough uh, money together to make the, my next visit uh, as meaningful and impactful as possible. I'm hoping to go in a, in a, in a few months, uh, perhaps at the end of May, early June. And I'll be going back to Kiev with with as much supplies as I can take with me. Um, uh, Kevin and I, uh, we will team up and we'll make deliveries to, uh, you know, battalions and brigades that are that are in need. Um, we have a relationship with the 72nd Brigade, actually, that's defending Buhladar in the southeastern uh, part of the front. 
so we'll, 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 you know, make our way there and, and make the delivery, make sure it gets into the hands of the medics themselves. Uh, how hopeful do the res- do the residents feel there? And the reason I ask is it's been a difficult year, uh, but, it, uh, you know, a lot of optimism as well in that you've been able to hold back a massive army uh, mm-hmm. for the year. Uh, but the next year, many have said, is, and I said in the intro, it, it, it's to exhaust Ukrainian people and their forces um, yeah. and slowly degrade them bit by bit. It doesn't, isn't going to be one victory over one day or a, or a major offensive. It is a tough, hard slog in these situations. And having been to yeah. Afghanistan seven times myself and covered the war there, mm. uh, people don't understand the front line until, unless you've been there like, like you have. Um, how mm. hopeful are Ukrainian people in regards to when you talk to them? Well, I think they're very hopeful. I think um, I think that you can't break. You just I think they've proven they can't be broken. Mm-hmm. Um, they have incredibly strong uh, spirit, and and in full honesty, I mean they don't really have a choice. Ukrainians are fighting for the very existence of their country, for the very existence of their culture, their language. Um, I view the, the the Russian invasion and war um, on Ukraine as a genocide. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is designed to eliminate Ukraine as we know it today. Um, but they are very hopeful. They're just they're incredibly, they're incredibly inspiring. And by me visiting there, by me making the trip to deliver the supplies in person, uh, I'm not only making sure that it gets to where it needs to go safely. Uh, I'm also there to show support, you know, my support personally, the support of Canada, the support of everybody around the world. I'm there to, And that helps them as well. They get very emotional and they get very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They get, they get inspired by that as well. They know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're sending them a lot of help. Uh, the recent breakthrough with the leopard tanks and some of these advanced weapon systems is so critical. Um, and so, yeah, they, they can't be broken and they won't be defeated, in my opinion. It's just a matter of time and we can't take our foot off the, uh, the pedal, you know, yeah. in terms of giving them the help they need. Well, they have been in incredibly inspiring, too, for all of us uh, here in Canada and around the world in regards to the resiliency and, and the incredible courage that, there's, that they're, they're showing. And, and as we heard from Prime Minister yes. Trudeau, um, I think Canada and many other nations are going to continue to help uh, because it is not just uh, about Ukraine. It's a broader existential challenge for the West as well. So uh, here's exactly. to a, a, a better year ahead uh, and peace eventually as well. Milos, thank you so much for your time. A very inspiring words. Um, and I look forward to chatting with with you uh, soon again. I'd love to. I'd love to. And if you don't want me just quickly dropping reference to our fundraiser. Of course. Um, we have, yes. On, if, if, if our listeners go to CanadaHelps.org, you can search for, for our, our uh, fundraiser there. Just use the term medical supplies, Ukraine. You'll find Project Volia there. We'd very much appreciate it. We, we're now able to provide tax deductible receipts as well. Milo, okay? uh, ex- excellent. So that's CanadaHelps.org. Thank you so much, Milosh. Thank you. Thank you, Jazz. Take care for now. Take care. Have a wonderful weekend. That is Milos Pospisil. He's a volunteer evacuation driver for Ukrainian families. He's gone there a couple of times to Ukraine, and he says they are organizing once again, fundraising as well, as he said, uh, and wants to go back and help the people of Ukraine, not just the residents there, but those on the front line as well. And you can uh, get more information at CanadaHelps.org.